It's another Micro Action Monday on Studio Class. Hi Divas! Here we are, it's Micro Action Monday again. And today we're talking about resumes. Yep, that's right, that's right. So resumes are our first impression in a lot of cases and I really want you to think about framing your accomplishments in a way that will read clearly and demonstrate that you're a great match for the gig, for the job. I want you to be able to write your accomplishments in a way that you stand out from other performers. So your micro action today is to fix your resume or to polish it up. If you're like me, once you've started having lots of resumes on hand, then you kind of forget to take a look at it every once in a while. And I just took a look at mine and it's, it's been a while since I've, since I've updated it. So I am taking this micro action to heart and I will be updating mine as well. If you would like to come see my resume, it's on my website, meganenen.com. That's M-E-G-A-N-I-H-N-E-N.com. You can always check it out there and uh, use that if you want to. If you like it, you can always use it as a template. If you don't and you use it as an anti-template, that's fine too. I, that's <laughs> do, you do you. So, uh, in the in the opera world, in the performing arts world, our resumes are only one page long, and so I really want you to think about if you've got a whole bunch of stuff that goes on your CV, right? You should be keeping your CV. You should be keeping literally every single thing that you do, every single professional thing that you do on your CV so that you can keep that archival list somewhere. But your resume is one page long and is a highlight of your accomplishments and your training to the present date. So think back to your most recent audition. Uh, remember how many singers were there? I mean, it may have been a, a while since you've auditioned. I get that. That's totally fine. You don't have to worry about that. So your resume is going to be on a, on a table or probably in somebody's email with all those other singers' e uh, resumes. And it's our goal through the resume to highlight why you have the critical experience to fit into someone's production. So you want to make your resume be the best first impression of your skill, your training, your professionalism, and I cannot stress to you how important it is right now to check your diacritical markings on your titles and things like that. So uh, figure out what your system is, how you are going to, wh what, what system you're going to use to uh, delineate opera, you know, opera titles, aria titles, etc. And, and follow that. Be consistent across every single thing that you that you create for your materials with spelling and diacritical marks and formatting. I want you to be proud of your accomplishments. That's 100%. I don't care if you've had one performance or a zillion performances. It doesn't matter. I want you to be proud of what you've done. And that means being honest about what you've done. So on your resume, don't exaggerate. Don't stress anything too much just let it be what it is and I want you to remember you know that any type of exaggeration in what we do is a sign of insecurity and that's a chance for you to check in with yourself and how you're feeling about what you're doing and I want you to if you're feeling any of that if any like oh 
I was just a cover for this, not just a cover, you know what I mean. I was a cover for this, but I'm going to put it on here like I performed the whole role memorized for weeks on end. Like, that's, that's not what we're about now. So if you're feeling the desire to do that, that just means get back in the practice room until you can truthfully list it, right? Truthfully list whatever you've done. So let's talk about what goes on a resume. So we need some contact information. This is the header of your resume and it must absolutely include the name you would like them to call you in print or in the program, anywhere that you're listed. I want you to make sure that whatever you want people to copy and paste is right there. So we also include our voice part and our contact information and usually that's your phone uh, and your email address. Sometimes people will still include their address. Uh, that's, that's less and less a part of this anymore, um, kind of a holdover from the past. So sometimes singers will also include their headshot in this section. So you can kind of pick uh, justifying to the left or the right and a very clean uh, black and white, something that's going to reproduce well. So if you want that, feel free to feel free to put that there. I, I don't, and I don't necessarily recommend it to my clients either. Um, but if that's something that speaks to you, you can go ahead and do that. And it might be a helpful reminder. If you're in any sort of blind audition situation, then you'll, that may not work for what they're looking for. And you'd have to take it, like put it in or take it out depending on what their, what, what their format for those auditions are. So like I said, if you if you if you're gonna do it, make sure that it's grayscale and cropped close to the face and easily reproducible and easily printable, right? <laughs> then the next section of our resume is we're gonna jump into performing experience, and this is obviously the section that gives us the most information about your performing background, what you've done, who you've worked with and what kinds of work you tend to get cast in. And so it's telling, it's telling the people that are reading this what types of productions you've been in that, that you've been successful at. Uh, does it show a range of genres? Does it, have, does it have experience as the lead? Are you getting consistently cast as one character? What can they infer from the roles that you've had to cast you in whatever the production is that, that they're working on currently. So uh, Opera America actually counsels that every resume should prominently feature a chronological list of complete roles performed to date with the most recent date at the top. With each role, you should include the opera, the composer, particularly in the case of contemporary or lesser known works, hi, hello, that's my resume, and, <laughs> and the organization where the role was performed and the year you performed it. You don't have to get more specific than that. You can just put the year. And you want to make sure that that's clear, that you can think about breaking up your stage experience and your concert experience. For example, a lot of the work that I do is in contemporary chamber music and has a lot of recital work. And so I actually lead with that because that's the thing that I want to get hired for day in and day out. And then the second category, I've broken out my opera and I think oratorio experience, but it's been a while since I've done oratorio. So I think that actually might be um, just on my CV and not in my, in my resume. And 
I, once again, reminder, spell everything correctly. Spell, make sure that you're, you're spelling all of the names, all of the titles correctly, and including your diacritical marks. If you can't find it, if you don't know what the shortcuts, shortcuts are on your keyboard, uh, go ahead and copy and paste those titles. I, I know, I know. Check it against the Met if you have to. But just make sure that you have the correct names, titles, spellings, diacritical marks. On my resume, one of the things that I wanted to add is one of the, something that I think is important and a, an important part of the work that I do is that I like to that I like to premiere things. I like to collaborate with composers and bring new works to life. And so I, I will put in parentheses next to the work if I was the person who premiered that work because I want to show that that's a huge skill set of mine, something that I'm really committed to, and that I have this long track record of collaborating with composers and with other performers in bringing a new work to life. So if that's something that you think is a, a part of what you do as well, feel free to add that. That's great information to know. It means that, or one of the things that I think people take away when they see a bunch of world premieres is that they know they can cast me in unfamiliar works because I'm not only re relying on performance practice to bring a work to the stage, that I can dig into that score and make the role my own. And that's important to me. Okay, so some personal information on your resume. Oh, actually, sorry, I missed this. We're gonna go back and talk about academic and professional training. So this is where we list our school training as well as any professional programs you've attended, any YAPs that you've done. These all go here. Training festivals, they all go there. So you wanna uh, write which program, what level of concentration, what years. List the name of your teachers and coaches and, coaches and directors that, that you worked with consistently that remember you. If <laughs> Remember that these people will be considered as references if they are on your resume. Remember that if they know somebody who is attached to that organization that is listed in your professional experience as well as your performing in the performing experience part of your of your resume, they'll go and ask. They'll ask about you. So make sure that you're putting your best experiences and your best relationships on your resume so that if they have a personal connection to that person or the organization, that they're going to speak highly of you when they're asked about your experience together. Okay, so remember that these always go in, in reverse chronological order. So when you're looking at your performing experience that it should be the most recent thing that you've done and backwards down the list, right? And then the same thing for school or training festivals, uh, young artist programs, whatever you've done the most recently and then backwards down the list in, in time. Any personal information that you want to include, this is an opportunity to make yourself come across as a real person with skills and interests, not just a singing robot, However, I just want you to keep this very clear. So don't, don't add, you know, that you once upon a time tiled a bathroom. That's not important to this. However, if you are fluent in a language, that's a great place to put it. If, you're, if you have great stage combat experience, 
Heck yeah, that goes right there. And so I want you to think about what are the skills that you have that would be useful to the organization and then put them there. Okay, a few tips to keep in mind. Uh, we always wanna use your name as the file name. So I, I tend to use my last name first and then resume and then the year, uh, the year that it's up to date. So, and then I want you to keep those in a file somewhere <laughs> on your computer. I want you to keep them in your Dropbox. I want you to keep them in your Google Drive where it is super easy to access, where you could send a link to anybody at any time. You could wake up from a dead sleep and send people your resume and your bio and make it easy for yourself to find and easy for you to send the link to other people. Obviously, I really want you to send PDFs and not Word documents. I make my resumes in a Word document first and I use invisible tables to make sure that everything lines up. There's lots of different ways to make formatted resumes. Uh, I think Google Drive has a ton of these kinds of things. However, I find to keep it as simple as possible. I don't wanna get crazy with anything. I really want it to just be very neat and clean. And part of that is making sure that the table keeps everything easily in line and that uh, both horizontally and vertically. So vertical alignment is incredibly important because it directs the eye. So you really wanna see, you know, the character that you played, the opera, the composer, the organization that presented it and the year, you know, make it really easy. And like I said, yeah, so, so invisible tables are your friend. They will make all of the things that you do look much cleaner. Yeah, so let me know, do you have a great example? Is your resume gorgeous, stunning, amazing? I want to see it. You can get a hold of me. You know where on the socials. I'm at Mezzoenen. That's I-H-N-E-N. You can just drop me a link. Like, like I said, make it easy. Drop me a link. If it's on your website, point me to it. I want to see. Uh, if you have questions about making a resume look cleaner and more professional or how to highlight certain aspects of your experience, hit me up. Like I said, just drop me a question and I'd love to hear from you. And that's your micro action for today is polish that resume, especially if you haven't done it in a while. So I can't wait to see your beautiful resumes. Stay sparkly inside and out divas. And I will talk to you next time. Thanks for joining me for micro action Monday. Again, I'm Megan Enan, and you can find me on all the socials at Mezzo Enan. That's I H N E N. Did you know that Studio Class is part of the Sybaritic Singer? It is. And if you liked this episode, you're going to love my 29 Days to Diva series. That's on SybariticSinger.com. And if you liked this episode, will you please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast? Thanks. It means a lot to me. <laughs>